From between the hedges at Sanford Stadium to the practice fields, from Stegman Coliseum and wherever else the Bulldogs are playing, it's time to talk Georgia sports. From the Athens Banner Herald, here are your hosts, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Hey, welcome in. It's the Bulldogs Extra Podcast. Georgia Vanderbilt Week is here. It's homecoming. Ryan, are you a big homecoming parade guy? Are you uh, going to be out? Uh, do they have a, a parade downtown? Or what's going on? Yeah, I saw a, twi- a tweet the other day about, hey, I'm going to stay away from downtown this Friday. I've never actually been to it, though, which as an alum of the University of Georgia, I guess it's kind of sad. So I was actually considering going to it. And I guess one of the reasons I never have really is because uh, – a lot of times we were busy on Friday nights with high school football, so I've never made my way down there. But, uh, you know, I, I would like to go. So this year might be the year. I, I, I just ride up the road from where I live uh, to downtown and can take in the, the parade. Now, does Harry lead it? Does Ugga? Ugga's in it, right? Don't know. I mean, I feel like, don't they have, like, celebrities sometimes? Or, like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't I don't have the 411 on that. I do have a, a quick story about Homecoming Parade because last year I went to pick up my football credentials in Knoxville for the Tennessee game. And uh, as I was driving away from that part of campus, I ran into the parade and I got stuck. So I. Uh, in Knoxville. Yeah, yeah, Knoxville. You know, you can't really uh, navigate the streets when uh, there's a bunch of big floats coming down and. Uh, I, you know, I had a, I kind of detoured around the baseball stadium and found my way out. So uh, I think they had one of their famous former Lady Vols that was like the uh, homecoming queen that, or the uh, guest of honor, whatever you call That's it. That's cool. Ryan, uh, good thing you're not going to be distracted today. We're recording this on Wednesday evening, and Ryan was kind of uh, wanting to move around the time of the podcast because the Braves game, which I thought would be earlier in the day, was actually scheduled, I don't know, like 4.30 or something, but was uh, has been delayed by rain. It's raining here as we record indoors, thankfully. <laughs> and uh, who knows, when the, this is posted on Thursday, maybe the Braves will have tied the Phillies at one. Maybe the game will have been rained out, or maybe the Phillies will be up to nothing. We don't know. Uh, Ryan, do you got any predictions? Yeah, I think the Braves are going to bounce back. I mean, this seems like the uh the 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 way that this team has has done all year you know i don't, I don't even know did they they didn't lose the series all year if i'm not mistaken they you know or not they didn't uh get swept in a series all year uh so really we, I, I think that's what i saw in the last week mm-hmm. of the year so that's that's a pretty baseball. impressive stat so i think with the phillies you know they they were pretty even all year but i expect this if uh I expect the Braves to win today, and then, uh, you know, if they don't take two in Philly, you know, you got a game five back in Atlanta, and I think it might come down to that. Ryan, you could already be wrong by the time this is published. We'll find out. Uh, let's let's wish Vince Dooley well. He's uh, out of the hospital, the former Georgia football legend. Well, not a former legend. He's still a legend. Uh, spent some time in the hospital uh, over the weekend, at least, uh, with a mild case of COVID, uh, we were told, and uh, got released Monday. And 
Georgia let us know today that not only is he at the hospital, but he plans to be at the UGA bookstore on Saturday to do his normal signing. Uh, so, you know, I guess if you see him on Saturday, wish him well, and uh, hopefully he'll be uh, doing well, signing autographs and all that stuff. That's pretty impressive. Was he not? He had turned 90 the other day, right? We saw the happy birthday celebration so, I mean, yeah, at the uh, Oregon game. September, yeah. That's impressive. Uh, if, if he's back at the bookstore signing autographs, more power to him. Just keep rolling along. Ryan, uh, I know, you know, we're focused on the Auburn 42-10 to 10 loss to Georgia on Saturday, but I was intrigued. I don't know about you. Did you see the uh, South Carolina locker room video on Saturday as they uh, su- surprised Kentucky up in Lexington? I did see that, and I couldn't get the Soldier Boy song out of my head. I might have I might even told you that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I sent you a text. Uh, you know, get up out of bed, put my swag on, all that stuff. It, it just I didn't know it regurgitated through my, through my head all weekend, but Bold move by Beamer, right? I mean, obviously Kentucky was missing their most important piece the other day and Will Levis. So maybe that helped in the uh, upset there. Now, do, you, do you know about the backstory between Beamer and uh, Stoops? Well, yeah, I know that uh, he had that TikTok video of him walking in with the glasses, whatnot, yada, 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 and the crowd goes crazy. And then at SEC Media Days, right? Yeah. Uh, Stoops says, you know, you build culture instead of being cool or whatever. And Yeah, he didn't call Shane Beamer out by name, but he said something about <laughs> putting on glasses. Putting on silly, I don't know exactly what he said, but silly glasses and a hat or something, backwards hat. So, um, hey, I'll, I will go for a, a coach fight anytime. It's good, uh, you know, extracurriculars and hopefully, I don't even know if Kentucky and South Carolina will be like you know, on the schedule every year when they go to a nine-game schedule and it switches up, but I hope they do. Um, I hope they play in a bowl game for some reason. Um, I hope they meet. What's halfway between Columbia and Lexington? So somewhere up in uh, maybe uh, no, uh, somewhere in Knoxville, maybe Bristol. Right? They play at the uh, racetrack at Bristol, uh, no, Tennessee. That's not halfway, is it? <laughs> it's, I don't know. Yeah, Asheville. Yeah, Asheville's a good midway point. Who would Kirby Smart kind of get in a little spat like that with? Anyone in particular that you uh, think comes to mind? I mean, he wouldn't. Uh, man, that's a good question. I, I mean, like, I think it might have been Dan Mullen in the past. Yeah, Dan Mullen. Um, yeah, who was? Uh, it seemed like anybody at Tennessee. He might have had a had a little run in with. Uh, who was the guy? Their previous coach that was here. Pruitt? No, I don't think Pruitt. so. I don't think so. Necessarily. I don't know. You know what was funny about that video though? That going back to Beamer, he actually said at, he called him out at, for his media day comments. You know, he was like, he said all know, this at media day. Well, yeah, I was that, like, really. I wasn't, I wasn't on the SEC media call today when, uh, when Beamer was on, but I saw some of their beat writers tweet out that Beamer said something to the effect of, well, I got a lot of respect for Mark Stoops. And, I, <laughs> you know, somebody just said that, hey, we should do this. You know, I mean, come on. If, if you're doing it, you're doing it. You own it. And uh, I just want to know. When do you have the glasses at ready, right? Well, he I mean, had it ready. Somebody do you think, But he had to pack those up. He didn't himself. Somebody on his staff did. 
Yeah, but he somebody on his video. He stuff had to probably. have knowledge of this that the glasses yeah, no, no, were going to be there no, they, said, in case said, they pulled the upset. Yeah, he said ahead of time that they that they did. So, anyway, all right, Georgia. Let's let's flip it back uh, to local here. Georgia, number one again in the uh, AP poll. I, I put them back at number one on my ballot. Uh, coaches number two. Those coaches are very slow to make moves. I mean, their <laughs> top ten from last week didn't change at all. I mean, I know all those teams won, but like. You know, you can judge which wins are good and which ones aren't and all that kind of stuff. But uh, top three, I think clearly, you know, you throw Ohio State uh, in there and and that's the top tier of teams in college football now. And to me, you know, even though Clemson and uh, who, you know, you can throw like an Oklahoma State, uh, Michigan. To me, Tennessee is interesting. This week against Alabama is going to tell a lot whether they're going to be kind of knocking on that door of being a playoff contender. You know, doesn't usually go well against Alabama. We'll talk about that when we make our picks. But um, interesting there. Uh, Ryan George is pretty beat up. Stetson Bennett's got – you know, we, we talked to him after the game. He said his shoulder wasn't bothering him too much. Um, you know, didn't miss any practice time last week. But Kendall Milton with the groin. Uh, Smile Monday got the ankle. A.D. Mitchell coming back from his ankle injury. Played three snaps, I think, the other day. Uh, Jalen Carter still out with the knee. Tresman marshaled the knee. Um, I think a lot of these guys won't necessarily be playing Saturday. Yeah, it's a good. Stetson Bennett will be playing. Stetson will definitely be in there. Yeah, it's a good two weeks, right, for Georgia to get healed for the Florida game in Jacksonville. So, you know, and, and Kirby will never say it, but it, it's a good time for Vanderbilt to to come into town because, you know, you can you can get you can get through Vanderbilt with with second third string guys and and not needing Jalen Carter, but they they're gonna need Jalen. Uh, in that, in the middle of that line, when they play Florida, and so with the Vanderbilt game and the bye week to follow, I think it's a good time to get all these guys healed up for for that. And then following Florida is Tennessee, correct? Uh, yep, Tennessee coming to Athens. So, whew, man, if they're both undefeated, then that will be a heck of a matchup. College game day back at uh, Myers Quad, I predict. Tennessee's got some games before then. Uh, obviously, we know that they're playing uh, Alabama this week. Let me pull up their schedule. I, I feel like they got some other games that are – or maybe the UT – are playing UT Martin in between there. Let me see. Hold on a second here. Uh, okay, so they're going yeah, Alabama, UT Martin, and then they're going to go uh, have Kentucky come to town before the Georgia game. So, you know, Kentucky, uh, Will Levis didn't play this week. It sounds like he might be back – or last week. sounds like he might be back this week. Um, so, uh, you know, we mentioned uh, Georgia gets that big win over Auburn, 42-10. to 10. Uh, Didn't feel like it was obviously that lopsided. It was kind of tight there. I think it was like tw- 21-3 to entering the uh, third quarter still, 14-3 to in the third. Um, but, you know, good teams kind of wear out their opponents. Kind of similar to Ole Miss, what they did to Vanderbilt. I think Ole, Vanderbilt was leading at the half. Ole Miss, uh, you know, had a bunch of big plays in the second half and ended up winning. They probably covered that thing too, I think. Um, Stetson Bennett not hitting the deep passes. Like, he would like uh, three games now without a touchdown. Um, what, what do you think of what's, what's happening with that passing game? Yeah, it's just a little bit off right now. You know, he overthrew, uh, he, he's overthrown several guys. What he, he had Brock wide open down the sideline, overthrew him. McConkey pretty open down the middle, overthrowing him. Another play to Brock, I, I remember that hit off his hands because he jumped because uh, of a high pass. So, 
He's just a little bit off right now. And obviously when your quarterback's off, your passing game's going to be off. And so that's what made it even more impressive that they just said, you know what, screw this. We're going to run the ball. We're going to get back to the basics here. And we're going to run Dajon and we're going to run Branson, two guys that kind of, I think, emerged the other day. Now, Dajon, of course, has come on steadily throughout this season, but I think Branson might have might have uh, been his coming out party against Auburn the other day. 98 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Nearly uh, reached the century mark there. But, you know, I think the first couple games, Stetson was on and the whole offense was on. When you got to the red zone, you know, your options were limitless with do you want to run Brock Bowers here on reverse or do you want to throw it up to Brock or Darnell or whoever. So, I uh, just need to get Stetson back in a groove there uh, where he was in the first three games of the season. And and then I think you'll see this offense back to clicking. I mean, they still, you know, it's been hot and cold with the red zone. Five for five for touchdowns this game. And they still threw the ball 32 times, uh, or at least Stetson did. I don't know. Did Carson throw it all? I don't think he did uh, when he came in. But, you know, it's not like they abandoned the passing game. It just wasn't clicking on the deep ball to – to Bowers and to McConkey. Now that might have been more on Ladd, you know, slowing down a little bit on that deep route. But um, you know, Stetson also, you know, even if he's not necessarily connecting with, uh, you know, beyond the medium range passes, you might have remembered a uh, little QB draw, and 64 yards later, he's in the end zone for his fifth touchdown of the season, and. Uh, I mean, that's the reason why this dude is, you know, your starting quarterback. I mean, if he was not mobile, 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 mobile. Um, look, he's pretty special in that regard, giving you that dimension. So longest run uh, since Ray Goff in the 70s for a Georgia quarterback. You remember that game? Do not remember that game. Do, do you have any more on that? Like who was against or anything? I wonder. Uh... I mean, it was, I mean, I wrote about it on Tuesday. If you want to <laughs> check out online Athens, I don't remember off the top of my head who it was against. I think it was 76 maybe. Oh, yeah. Great year. You know what I remember? Uh, Bicentennial of our country. About the, the game the other day in the second half. Uh, one play in particular, I think Stetson moved up in the pocket, hit Don Blaylock uh, on a crossing route. That looked more like the Stetson we saw in the first couple of weeks. And, and I think he had a couple plays like that in the second half uh, that, that looked more like what he had been doing. So I think that was a good sign for, for this week and moving forward the rest of the season. Georgia's defense is interesting in this regard. They're not getting any sacks. Like, they are like 125th or something nationally in sacks. But, I, I mean, they harassed the Auburn quarterback, um, you know. Is throughout. there a throwaway stat? Because I swear he had about 15 of those. He, he did have, like, double digits, uh, I feel like. Robbie Ashford. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if that's just the inexperience of a guy that is, I think it was maybe, I, I don't know, he's only had a handful of, of starts. It started out as the number three quarterback. But, like, I mean, you got you to gotta hang in there a little bit sometimes and try to make a throw. I mean, maybe he's coached up that way to just chuck it all the time. But, I mean, that's what the, that's going to lead to a, a bunch of punts uh, and, and some really bad down and distances. So, um, you know, Georgia's certainly getting pressure on the quarterback. And, um, you know, it's not showing up in the sacks statistics, but they're harassing the, that, that guy. Especially against a mobile quarterback like, uh, you know, Ashford. I mean, he's a, he's a guy that is obviously going to get away from – 
some of the pressure in the backfield, but the containment and everything else of guys coming up and forcing them to throw the ball away. I mean, I wonder if there's a stat. I'm sure there's a stat kept by Kirby on that. On you know, it's not, it doesn't go down as a sack, but you know, you force a guy out of the pocket and end well, up I mean, throwing an incomplete pass. They so. have quarterback hurries. Uh, yeah, in the yeah. stats. Um, you mentioned Branson Robinson earlier. A lot of uh, some people are throwing around Nick Chubb's name in regarding in a comparison. Certainly, uh, kind of built, uh, you know, super strong and rugged, and uh, but he, he's got some very impressive moves as well. I haven't seen enough of him. I feel like in uh, you know, I don't know how many carries he has this season. That was obviously his big game. Um, for Georgia, 98 yards. But let's see him get some more carries, I think, before we make that comparison. Um, I know Ryan was talking off off a podcast that he was using the Caleb King comparison. Nope, never never <laughs> threw that one out there. That, I don't think in any way do they uh, look the same. I can, you know, this, the kind of short, stubby, uh, you know, I can see that Chubb comparison a little bit. And you remember the picture of him coming out of uh, high school. There was one of him, like, with the ball tucked in yeah, yeah. up against his arm, and he looked like he was about 28 years old and could bench press 550 pounds. So, obviously, some strength in that guy. Dejon Edwards, three touchdowns uh, on the ground against Auburn. Ryan wrote about the running backs. Uh, you can find the story on Online of Athens. Is this a changing of the guard in your mind? As far as ground game, are you saying Kenny McIntosh is getting pushed aside? I, I don't know that Kenny's getting pushed aside. I think they're still going to use him in the way that they've been using Kenny McIntosh. But I tell you, the way that Branson ran the ball the other day, the way that Day John is uh, full steam ahead when he hits the hole, man, I, I don't think you're seeing that out of Kenny and Kendall. I just don't think Kendall's lived up to the to the expectations. Obviously, injury has hampered him a little bit. And, of course, when he went out the other day with that injury, it opened up even more opportunities for Day John and for Branson to get in there. And I'm telling you, if you're if you're toting a rock and you're making positive yards and, you know, yards after contact and all that stuff, you're going you're going to keep getting the ball. And and they I think they opened some eyes the other day and, and at least made the fan base a little bit uh, uh, get a taste of what they can do, and they're going to, you know, want more of that. Let's hope Ryan, uh, you know, for George's sake, that he has not jinxed Robinson and Dejon Edwards like he did by, with Jack Podlesny. He wrote a story about Podlesny, and then Jack went out and missed uh, a field goal the other, <laughs> the other blame, day. Blame Bar- Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh, because he was saying too many good things about him? <laughs> so, yeah, it was, I just qu- quoted Rod, man. Stetson Bennett and Brock Bowers, I believe it's fair to say, as at this very moment, are not Heisman Trophy candidates, uh, which, you know, Three weeks ago, we were talking about both those guys. Um, things can change. They could have big games. I don't think a Vanderbilt game is going to do much for it. But, you know, you can throw up, you know, throw up some impressive stats. But when you have Florida, you have Tennessee, you have Mississippi State, you have Kentucky. Uh, those are games where you can get back in it. But what, what do you make of kind of the changing uh, pendulum of, of those guys kind of falling off that radar? I mean, it goes hand-in-hand with performance of the team. I mean, when the offense struggled against Missouri, struggled in the first half against Auburn last week, you're going to – I mean, uh, obviously the, the the stardom and whatnot is going to go down. And I think – does Brock even have uh, double-digit catches this year? Are you kidding me? Come on. How many does he have? I bet it's not that many. 
I know exactly how many he has because I tweeted out um, Notre Dame's coach put out something that said Michael Mayer was the best tight end in college football, and he might be. I don't see enough, haven't seen enough of Notre Dame. I did put Notre Dame back in my top 25 this week. They had a, a good win against BYU. Uh, but here's a comparison. Michael Mayer, 33 catches, 351 yards, and five touchdowns in five games. Brock Bowers, 22 catches, 378 yards, and two touchdowns. And three rushes for 82 yards and three touchdowns, and that's in six games. Yeah. I know there's some people that have been upset about that stat. Uh, that <laughs> seemed that, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I did have a, a reader, uh, presuming uh, a, a big Notre Dame fan, that uh, sent me a very nice email. Uh, basically, uh, he called me some names, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> my, my point behind Brock is he just – he doesn't, you know, that when they've gotten him the ball, it seems like it's quick little passes. He had that great catch against South Carolina, you know. But it, it just, they're, they're not registering in my head. He hadn't had that big breakaway moment except for the run game when he had the reverses uh, and that type of deal. So, I don't, I don't think he's had that wow moment just yet that, uh, you know, has made him stand out. And Stetson, you know, when you hadn't thrown a touchdown pass in three games, that's not a good sign for a quarterback. Correct. All right. Hey, let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and make some picks. We'll talk a little bit of recruiting and a little bit of basketball. Uh, we will do that now. Ryan, big week for Georgia recruiting. They get a 2023 running back commitment, Roderick Robinson. A little flip Fourth... action. Yeah. What's that? A little flippage. Yeah, four-star out of San Diego, California. So you go to California, you get a Kendall Milton, you get a Brock Bowers, you also stay out west and get a Keely Ringo, who I guess is from Tacoma, Washington, and played in Arizona in high school. And then, of course, Darnell Washington from Las Vegas. Very important to get a running back because, uh, you know, you haven't been successful. You had the local kid with the uh, uh, legacy to Georgia that went to Alabama. Um, and uh, so they got a running back, and Del McGee was out there in California before the Missouri game. Yeah, so when uh, they lost Veron Haynes' son, Justice, yeah. Yeah, uh, Justice, to Alabama, that was a shock, I think, to a lot of people. You know, And we don't know all the specifics that go behind that, but you knew Georgia was going to rebound. I mean, they, 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 they do this all the time, and, and it seems like – Ryan is uh, foreshadowing Arch Manning coming back to Georgia. <laughs> no, By the like way, Quinn Ewers is doing very well at Texas, so I um, wouldn't be surprised if Kirby and Todd Munkin get in his ear and say, hey, hey, Quinn, Quinn isn't over hey, they're not the they're not exactly the best at, uh, you know, bringing in four- and five-star quarterbacks and having them see their way all the way through to the uh, – to the end of their time. I mean, they, you got a log jam Brock, already Brock with, Vandergriff, with Vandergriff. You got uh, they have a history of guys that come into this program as five stars that don't that don't get the opportunity Gun, to Gunner play. Stockton. Like Gunner Stockton. There you go. Yeah. So. All right. I uh, also get 2024 wide receiver Sakovi White. He's also on board. Uh, Ryan, the basketball team is having a uh, open practice slash scrimmage Saturday. I think it might be around 11 a.m. is the start time. Georgia with a 3.30 football kickoff, and they had Friday night was Steg Mania, and I think you called it the Slam Dunk Champion. 
Uh, you nailed it last week, did you say? Cario Okindu. It was. Uh, I don't know if it was, you know, I, I kind of would have maybe given it to the Oklahoma State transfer who came, in, came down with a thunder dunk. Uh, but, um, you know, I remember Dennis Felton back in the day when I was a student here. I think it was 06, maybe 07, had an open practice for a football game. And I went in there and watched a little while. It was, it was fun. You remember a name of uh, Terrence Woodbury? You remember yeah, that yeah, name yeah, like yeah. that? And uh, remember him being in there? I think that was uh, Sunday out of games still on the team. That was uh, Matthew Alexander Moncrief was the guy that uh, kind of was runner-up, I guess, to Cario in the slam dunk contest. It was a, it was a fun show. A lot of students, thousands and thousands of students, and got for some free T-shirts. I think it was uh, a little uh, fast food. What's the biscuit place uh, that uh, Bojangles? Uh, Bojangles or, uh, gift card they were getting and stuff, and uh, there was some <laughs> swag surfing. Is that your thing? Are you into that? Uh, I don't know what that is exactly, but how much did Quavo, Quavo uh, played? Did that draw the crowd a little yeah, more yeah. than Quavo, uh, Maria Taylor was there? Quavo played for like ten minutes. He uh, he went up into the stands and uh, sang some of his songs, and uh, you know, some good time was had. Well, not much basketball, I would say, <laughs> just a bunch of contests and things like that. So, I guess if you want more basketball, go to the practice. On Saturday, is Midnight Madness not? I mean, that's I, they, the same. That's the same thing. Well, they never really. What I'm saying it's is, it's never Midnight anymore. They never really did it here, but you know, the place like I, a Duke or a UNC. I don't even know if Kentucky. anyone's doing it at Midnight anymore. Everyone's do. Everyone's doing their deals. But actually, one of the things that's kind of cool. I think Ole Miss maybe did it, or maybe Missouri is. They're doing. They're finding like a local blacktop, and they're going to play like in, in like outside, which I think is. Auburn cool. did something like that last year yeah, at yeah, the yeah. Tumor Corner, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. Or was that? Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, yeah. I think that's neat. That's, that's kind of a cool, cool thing to do. Yeah. All right, Ryan, you ready for some picks? Yeah, let's do it. How'd you do last week? Better. Did you have 12 picks? Yep. Well, I went six and six. That's better, but it ain't nine and three. That's what I did. No way. Yeah, one of my, I think my money, yeah, it might be one of my best. I'm up to 39 and 44 now. Should have called your bookie. 39 I, and 44. Yeah, All we're right. off somehow. I'm 32 and 42. What? You're way off. Yeah. All right. You're winning. I know that. Here we go. Auburn and Ole Miss, it's the Rebels by 14 and a half. I didn't see anything from Auburn to make me think that they can hang with Ole Miss. Uh, you know, it's one thing to hang with Missouri. Uh, it's, uh, you know, a different thing uh, at Ole Miss. So I'm taking the Rebels. I think Ole Miss had their little bit of a dud last week, right, at the start of the Vanderbilt yep, game. Yep. I don't think they're going to overlook Auburn at all coming in there. I, I think Ole Miss covers this pretty easily. All right, Minnesota is at Illinois, the Illini by six and a half. Uh, Ryan, go ahead and make your pick. How do you pick this one? Let me how. Illinois by six and a half? Uh, it is Illini by six and a half. Uh, give me Minnesota then. He's feeling Minnesota. Anyone know what that is? Anyone? Hmm. little movie. I actually, I don't think I've actually seen it. Have you seen that one? No. I'm not a big movie guy. Not a big movie guy. All right. Um, I will take... Um, look, Brett Bielema has Illinois now in the top 25. I think uh, I think he'll win, but I think the Gophers will cover. Six and a half, right? Yep. Yeah, he, he seems like a Big Ten type coach, doesn't he? He didn't fit here. Why, why do you say that? He didn't fit here in the SEC. Well, I mean, I think he did pretty good there. He did better than the former Clemson assistant that they hired. Yeah. All right. Clemson assistants aren't having much luck, are they? Uh, yeah, that's uh, very true, very true. All right, um, we have Kansas at Oklahoma. It's the Sooners by... <laughs> Good segue, huh? Sooners by nine and a half. Uh, look, Oklahoma, 
They're terrible. Mm-hmm. Jayhawk's starting QB is out for the season. Or is he? I think he is out. Oh, okay. Why, are you hearing different? I, I thought he tweeted yesterday that I'm not saying this to me. Right. So. <laughs> oh, was that the same guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know. Um, I still think I'm taking Kansas. Oklahoma's that bad now. Mm. And uh, d- didn't Oklahoma- Kansas have a decent backup quarterback? <laughs> I don't know. I think they did. I'll go Kansas too. I think you're right. Oklahoma is just god awful. I mean, how did they? It was like uh, her, uh, what's the quarterback at Kansas State? Martinez, the Nebraska transfer. He just. He put a sword in their stomach, and that was all they could handle. All right, Penn State's at Michigan in the big house. It's the Wolverines by six and a half. Ryan will make his pick. Yeah, give me give me uh, Michigan. They've, they've somewhat impressed me this year. I think they are worthy of their number four uh, you know, ranking at the moment. Are they four? Clemson might have passed them. I don't even know. Mm. James Franklin hasn't been able to win these kind of Big Ten games in my mind. Uh, I'm going to take the Wolverines to cover that number. Miami is at Virginia Tech. Hokies are terrible. They, uh, hurricanes are favored by seven and a half on the road. Oof. Miami is not, I wouldn't say they're terrible, but they're not, they're close to it. They're mm-hmm. not that good. I'm going to take Virginia Tech and the points just because I feel like they got to have a game sometime this season where they do something good at home to struggle in ACC teams. Although I think Miami, they won last week. I can't remember. I'll take Virginia Tech and the points. All right, well, I'll say Miami covers. Alabama is at Tennessee. It's the tied by seven and a half. Ryan, make your pick. Yeah, I was surprised by this line. Uh, given the uncertainty of, of Bryce Young, right? Do we know anything about him yet? Yeah. I think he's probably playing. I still don't think that gives you seven and a half points playing at Tennessee against a team that I feel like has – really shown us a lot this year. I think they've shown us they're darn good. So I am going to take Tennessee to cover the, what is it, seven and a half? Mm-hmm. All right, give me the balls. I have been on their bandwagon. I had them second in the SEC East in the preseason where, where Kentucky got it the vote by the media. I think that offense is, is legit. Hendon Hooker is legit. Um, it'll be a high-scoring game with both these teams. Tennessee's defense is not so great. Um, but, yeah, I'll take the balls. Uh, getting seven and a half, of course. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is at BYU. It's the Razorbacks by a half a point on the road. Ryan, uh, I guess I'll, I'll make this pick for Who's by half? Arkansas by half? Razorbacks by a half point. Ooh. I'm going to take BYU at home. Uh, I feel like Arkansas is kind of free fall a little bit. BYU not playing. You know, they lost to Notre Dame last week. They also lost to Oregon. But I'm going to take BYU at home. I bet this was a game that – Pittman when he took the job was like what the hell are we doing going out to BYU at this point in the season so yeah for that reason I think uh, BYU will win the game outright so they'll win by at least one I mean probably not as far a road trip you know Arkansas is kind of in the middle of the country aren't they sort of a little bit you ever looked at how far it is from like uh, Denver to uh, Provo? Uh, is it, yeah. I mean, that's like a four-day trip. All right, Oklahoma State is at TCU, and TCU is favored by four and a half. Ryan, go ahead and make that pick. Yeah, TCU with a surprising uh, season so far, I think. Um, I think Oklahoma State's good. I know. I think they struggled to win last week. I can't remember who they were playing exactly, but. Uh, I, I, give me Oklahoma State to uh, to cover the well, you know, definitely cover the four and a half that they're underdogs in. I don't like this. So me and Ryan are agreeing on too much of this. This is a tight one in my mind, but I'm gonna take the Cowboys and the points. 
getting the four and a half. LSU is at Florida. It's the Gators by two and a half. LSU just got their butt kicked by Tennessee. Mm. In my mind, this is the toss-up, so I will take LSU getting the points. All right. Well, just just because you said that, I'll take the uh, Gators to, uh, I guess, cover the two and a half. Ryan, you gotta you gotta stick with what you believe in. Do not be swayed by my picks. Well, you know, a game that close, man. What do I care? Mississippi State's at Kentucky. The Bulldogs by six and a half. Mm. And Will Levis is gonna probably come back, but I'm gonna take the Cowbells on the road. Uh, Mike Leach is feeling it because he's giving advice about everything. Uh, we're not related to football. I, I, I saw tweets again today. Somebody apparently, I guess, asked him on the SEC call about what it's like to like go watch your wife or girlfriend deliver a baby or something. And Leach was talking about you never know when it's going to come out, and you have to, you know, I don't know exactly what he said, but Mike Leach <clears throat> is uh, you know kind of serving as a uh, what do you call it the. Uh, person that helps out with the birth a doula or something like that is that <laughs> did i just say something bad do i need to cut that from the <laughs> no, no, no. i think that that might be accurate yeah that sounds good uh, i'm afraid to search for it now anyway, on my I'm computer taking mississippi state on my company computer these things are starting to feel too forced the the questions to mike leach i like the organic mike leach you know let him just ramble on about something yeah quit asking about his coffee it's stupid <laughs> uh i think kentucky covers at home i don't agree with mike leach he's he, he says coffee tastes bad but it sounds like he just <clears throat> he takes it black and stuff i mean i'm a little bit i'll throw a little bit of uh cream in there no sugar though thanks for asking all right uh clemson is at florida state it's the Tigers by three and a half. This number seems small to me. I'm going to take Clemson. No, I, I think is legit. I think, I think they can hold their own at home. That's going to be an excited crowd thinking that, you know, maybe this is a game that can turn FSU a little bit and get them rolling. So I'm going I'm to take FSU at home because Clemson hadn't overly impressed me this year. Southern Cal is at Utah. It's the Utes by three and a half. Ryan, go ahead and make your pick. Who is it again? Southern Cal and Utah. And who by three and a half? Utah Utes by three and a half. Give me uh, USC to go in there and, and I don't know, win the game. Trojans are not playing great, but I'm going to take them getting the points. They are still undefeated. All right, this is it. Last one. Vanderbilt's at Georgia. It's the Bulldogs by 38 and a half. Oof. I think they will cover that. I think they're going to win 49 to six. I went with Georgia. I think this, is, this will be the fourth week in a row now I'm taking them giving the points and last week it kind of looked uh grim a little bit and then they turned it on uh i think vanderbilt's what three and three wins against teams that are not so great hawaii, hawaii and northern illinois and elon uh but their losses have come against top 15 teams ole miss alabama and wake forest uh clark lee has this program playing better but i mean they're still giving up 50 ish points again in some of these games they got a decent quarterback, a kid out of uh, – what school is he at? Cherokee High. Um, good running back, uh, kind of a workhorse running back. Got some okay wide receivers. Defense, not good. Um, they, give up a, they give up a lot of big pass plays. Um, but So I'm going to take Georgia and lay in those points. That's a lot of points for an SEC game. But this feels like a – even with all the injuries, uh, a, a game that Georgia just needs to get right. And, you know, I think with – the offense, like you mentioned, going up against the defense, that's pretty terrible. This might be a get-right game. 
And I think they're going to put up a lot of points. And I think Georgia's defense, as we've seen against everybody, especially against like an Oregon that's proven that they're a pretty high-powered type of team, that Georgia held them to three points. And, I, you know, I don't think any any offense puts too much fear into a Georgia defense. So if, if, their offense, if Georgia's offense can get back to clicking, puts up a lot of points and holds Clemson – I mean, uh, Vanderbilt to, you know, shut out or three – This could be a big game for Georgia. So I say they cover it as well. All right, everyone, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, Give us a review on uh, your Apple podcasts. Uh, Anywhere else, Ryan? Where else can they do that? Yeah, I think you can get it uh, on Apple, maybe Spotify. And uh, obviously, whenever we tweet it out from uh, one of our accounts, you can uh, listen to it right there. All right, enjoy the Bulldogs uh, game on Saturday and uh, the Braves. And we will talk to you next time. See ya. Bye.